Welcome back to Sipcast Season 2, which was supposed oh, yeah. to start a couple of days ago, but um, <laughs> things happen, let's just say. Unfortunately, it <laughs> is just me and Taylor. Obviously, I wanted to have more people, but other people weren't available. It is just me and Taylor, but yeah. with what we're discussing today, I can see it going into two episodes, and we might have someone on for the next oh, one. So... <laughs> We are discussing. This is like the fourth time we tried to record this as well. Not, not like, <laughs> not, not tonight, but like in general, we, we've tried over like the past few days to record it, and it just hasn't worked. We tried one time, and I put on Instagram saying Sam was being a dickhead, which he was. Um, and then the other times, people just weren't available. To be fair, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I finally here, and we are discussing. How the government has handled the coronavirus. <laughs> Which, uh, I think, I mean, I think 127,000 deaths kind of speaks for itself, to be honest. Yeah. That number's just out there. Yeah. On its own. I remember last year when they said 20,000 deaths. Obviously, you don't want any deaths, but like, if you're going to. You want to keep them 20,000 or below, and that would be good. Mm-hmm. It's a now. <laughs> yeah. 100. Let me see. 128,000. Nearly 129,000. Oh, yeah, it's on 128,896. Uh, That's according to meters. Actually, let me look at the dashboard. Is that like up to date by day? Yeah, so. Right, so up to today. We are looking at deaths. We are looking at. Uh, okay, so. <clears throat> deaths with COVID 19 on a death certificate, 153,070. But that's not like COVID that's actually killed them. That's just like, for example, they've had COVID and like. So if, oh, so, okay. if, someone, had, if someone had cancer and COVID. Then yep. that would go on the death certificate that they had COVID. Uh, but then if if it's COVID that actually killed them, uh, one hundred twenty-eight thousand eight hundred ninety-six. So Waldometers, uh, as far as I'm aware, Waldometers is updated literally like every hour or something, or like just mm-hmm. ev- so as new information comes in, it's updated. So right now we've got a pretty full table here because obviously. Midnight now, mm-hmm. like all the countries have reported their stuff for the day. Actually, yeah, the point. UK reported 44,000 cases on the 21st of July, which actually is down a little bit a couple thousand cases, which is surprising because oh. as some scientists say, that the, the peak for this wave won't be until late August, oh, yeah. early September. <clears throat> so, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, because the second wave started in September and then ended in sort of January, February time. Oh, well, the peak did anyway. So that wave, it went up, then down a little bit, and then straight back up. When it went down, it went down to like a few thousand, but then it went straight back up. So that wave spanned over like, what, September, October, November, December, January. Yeah, like five, six months that wave was. Jeez. So this one, <clears throat> it could very, we could very easily go back down to like twenty thousand cases, and then go back up to forty thousand, and I'll still be the same wave mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. So even though it's massive, 
Yeah. Um, so we are going not to go over different. the roadmap, not the roadmap, the time, the roadmap's how we got out of lockdown. The timeline mm-hmm. of how the government handled this entire thing. So, do you know, how did you think they handled it? Uh, poo. Pretty rubbish. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that does <laughs> sum it up pretty well. How do you describe it? All the ways to say it. Yeah. So, this... <laughs> right, so, we have... Okay. So, we have here, from Politico... More than 100,000 people have died as a result of COVID-19 in the UK. While the case numbers are beginning to fall, this was back in January. This was end of January this year, by the way. So case numbers were beginning to fall because we were into lockdown back then. Mm-hmm. While the case numbers are beginning to fall, a further 20,000 cases were added to a total on Tuesday. And hospital admissions are higher, more than 3,500 each day. Which, again, they're going up now, but not on levels mm-hmm. that they were before because the vaccine, of course. Mm-hmm. Get your vaccines if you haven't already, by the way. My next one's in September, I think. Yeah, I don't Unless even know where mine is. <laughs> At least eight weeks after. Yeah, they they were saying that um, they're going to be four weeks after. But oh, wait, really? Yeah, but I made my second appointment before that was announced, so I don't know if mine's going to stay in September, uh, if it's going to get brung, brung forward or anything. You can change it. <clears throat> and some, some, I think it's places like Chelsea, the, so Stanford oh, Bridge yeah. and all that. They're doing second doses, like just walk in second dose if it's yep. been, I think, four to, it's like six or eight weeks after your first dose or something. I'm and I guess you like just that, yeah. tell the centre, like, I've already had it. But anyway, Politico has looked at the key moments in the UK's, in the UK government and its scientific advisors' handling of the pandemic. So, <clears throat> we're going to get onto that one in a second because the other one Look. I have starts earlier. Mm hmm. In fact, I'm just trying to sort of see which one starts early is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, today. Hold on, just so, charge controller. Right. So, the, oh, by the way, actually, for the people listening, if you can hear wind, we're not outside. There's just a fucking heat wave going on in the UK and it's boiling. So, yeah. I have got a fan. I don't know if Taylor's got a fan on right now, but... Actually. Well, he's a bit quiet, but does. give it a moment and it'll get louder. <laughs> what about now? It's fine. I mean, I can turn you up anyway. I think I can. T- oh, I can turn you up while I'm recording. That's interesting. What you say? Because it's through Xbox anyway. No, but I can turn you up through the actual recording software. Oh, wow. Make I it can loud. Turn up desktop audio. Make it loud. So, interestingly, this one is from the Guardian, and then this one is also from the Guardian. So uh, we have. That's just not like Boris. 1st to 15th of January 2020, Dominic Cummings mm-hmm. raises the COVID-19 threat for the Prime Minister because it was on the news. <laughs> <That's>, oh, yeah. <coughs> that was his reasoning. Just that. Then we have 22nd of January, Sage, which is the... S- sign- the... Actually, where is Sage? Oh, oh no, it's the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies, that's it. That's it. Compri- uh, SAGE, comprising the government's scientific advisors, convenes its first COVID meeting, but there's considerable uncertainty around oh, yeah. the data. And I'm almost certain that Boris wasn't at that one. He missed six in the beginning. Sure, right. Hey, what were they called again? SAGE. 
Oh yeah, no, Cobra, Cobra were the like emergency people, uh, and Boris was part of them. Oh, okay. But he missed six meetings at the start of the pandemic. Uh, <sighs> six critical ones as well. Twenty fourth of January, yeah. uh, the Cobra meeting, the Cobra Emergency Response Committee meets. Neither Cummings nor Boris Johnson attend. Twenty fifth of January. <clears throat> Cummings tells number 10 officials to look at pandemic planning and asks the health secretary Matt Hancock if preparations are up to date. He's told full plans for a pandemic are regularly refreshed. 12th of February. Actually, not 12th of February because this one has between the end of January and the start of February. So, January 30th, Mm -hmm. first COVID-19 death occurs in England. And at that point, there were two daily cases. So this one, <clears throat> this roadmap or this timeline, it tells me the situation at the time and then like, so the situation with how they were handling it and then the situation with like the daily case and daily deaths and all that. Uh, so. That should be pretty good. Yeah, so we have January, uh, although I was not known at that time, figures from the Office for National Statistics confirmed that the first UK death occurred in late January. And then... In between there, 18th of February, one year... So this is a parody for Boris Johnson on Twitter. One year ago today, I missed the fifth Cobra meeting in a row, but in the following weeks, I did find time to attend a rugby match with 82,000 people, <laughs> shake hands with everyone in the hospital. <laughs> and oh, then t- you can't make it up. That hospital one. And then he says on <laughs> national TV, I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear. Yeah. Oh, it's stupid enough, but then to say I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear, uh, it's just like everyone's uh, gonna stand up a clap. You can't Oops. write that. You can't <laughs> write that. Seriously, how did he not become a comedian or something? I don't know. As an MP. <laughs> this man is running the country. It's like I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear that I shook hands with coronavirus oh. patients. I just don't get it. And he let 250,000 people go to the Cheltenham Festival. <coughs> and he stopped community testing, apparently. Um, he also found time to have a, quote, working holiday to sort oh, yeah. out his divorce settlement, move untested patients from hospitals into care homes, and lift restrictions on arrivals from Wuhan and other COVID hotspots, and advise oh, people not God. to wear masks. <laughs> However... <laughs> I didn't quite manage to fit in, ordering PPE, ordering testing kits, controlling borders or quarantining travellers, and giving clear and consistent evidence. But I did everything I could. That's been a very <sighs> consistent message that they've done everything they could, even though it's yep. quite obvious that they've they done much. <coughs> so, 12th of February. Johnson has a cabinet reshuffle. Cummings says number 10 is distracted with... <clears throat> I don't. I don't know why I'm coughing, so I'm not c- clearing my throat. I've just got something in the back of my Corona. <clears throat> I did a test um Sunday actually, or Monday I think it was actually. I'm fine. Twelfth uh. of February, Johnson holds a cabinet reshuffle. Coming says number ten is distracted with this and the HS2 nightmare. While well, lots of people were literally skiing, whatever that means. Uh. uh 25th of February, very smart people from outside government say a more aggressive strategy to tackle COVID is necessary. 
Cummings says, from February, he is telling Johnson that unless he sacks Hancock, we are going to kill people and it's oh, going wow. to be a catastrophe. Oh, yeah. And that turned out to be entirely correct. <laughs> you can predict the future. He's a prophet. <laughs> He's a time traveller. Just you. It's like second one of those of people with the magic ball. Okay, second of March. At this point, there's only a 20% chance of the government to forecast realistic worst-case scenario happening, Cummings says. Then, so that was the... Okay, so this one has the uh, 11th of March. Okay, so 11th mm -hmm. of March. So I need to stop at 11th of March here. <coughs> 5th of March. Sage meets mm -hmm. and recommends... Uh, Sage meets and recommends shielding elderly and vulnerable people. Cummings does not advise Johnson the scientists are wrong, he says. Um, <laughs> no, it sounds so bad. Let's <laughs> be back on it. <laughs> 9th of March, Sage and government figures started to talk publicly about herd immunity. While Hancock, oh, Sir God. Patrick Valance and Professor Chris Ritty, brief journalist, this is what the official plan is, says Cummings. Just for the record, Patrick Valence is the chief scientific advisor and Chris Ritchie is the chief medical advisor. 11th of March. <coughs> Cummings messages Johnson, Valence and others pushing for social distancing and a requirement for symptomatic people to stay at home. Then, mm -hmm. 11th of March. Uh, test to be expanded. 1,215 people have been tested for the virus. The Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, insists the government is rolling out a big expansion of testing but declines to give a specific timetable. At this point, there's been 26 deaths, 7 daily deaths, and 405 daily cases. Jeez, take me back when it was 8 daily deaths. Fucking hell, man. <clears throat> March 12th, but, but first test to be restricted. The UK moves from the contained to delay phase of its plan to tackle the virus. Boris Johnson announces that health workers will no longer test people for the virus in their homes, but will continue to test people already in hospitals. To be fair, not to them, to me, um, mm. I've not planned this as well as I really should have, and I'm sort of really going back and forth between these timelines. But the one I had before, called Timeline of Failure, has been taken down or something. I don't know. The website just doesn't like it. It loads, but it says that the domain is free to take. So there's the the content that was on there before isn't on there anymore. And it was arguably the best one that we had yet. Uh, <clears throat> so March 12th, there are 39 deaths, 13 daily deaths, and 481 daily cases. March 13th. Total deaths, 55. Daily deaths, 16. Daily cases, 481. Valence mm -hmm. defends herd immunity to be contradicted by Hancock. Sir Patrick Valence, England's chief scientific advisor, defends the government's approach to tackling the coronavirus, saying it could have... Uh, it could have the benefit of creating herd immunity across the population. Two days later, the health secretary says that herd immunity is not part of the government's plan, despite saying it was before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Really makes yeah, that is base. That sums it up in a nutshell, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, March thirteenth, same day. Government eventually bans mass gatherings after pressure mounts, uh, and not Mason Mount. The government <laughs> announced <laughs> the 
That was a really bad joke. <laughs> the government announces a forthcoming ban on mass gatherings after increasing pressure on its approach to the virus, <coughs> which is considered mark, uh, markedly different to other countries. I mean, <coughs> the thing is, right, you can say that we've done it badly, but, I mean, we have done it badly. But, like, you can also say that Trump did it badly. You can say that Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who runs in? Whoever runs India has done it badly. Um, oh, Danny. Brazil. Yeah, the Brazil. Uh, Russia and all Putin. Mm, Russia. <coughs> but I mean, this, this one's about the UK. So, March seventeenth, two hundred and thirteen deaths, uh, fifty-eight daily deaths, seven hundred sixty-nine daily cases. Valence says, "Oh, here we go." Valence says, twenty thousand deaths a good outcome." So Patrick Valens mm. tells MPs that keeping a total number of COVID-19 deaths under 20,000 would be a good outcome. Two days later, this is a bit depressing. <laughs> it gets in the mirror oh. now. <clears throat> yep. Two days later, Johnson says the UK can turn the tide before the summer, citing potential antibody tests. He says the UK can send coronavirus packing, but only if we all take the steps that we have outlined. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, it just gets worse. Yeah. March 23rd, uh, 1,012 deaths, 206 daily deaths, 2,328 daily cases. UK lockdown comes into effect. Johnson announces people may oh, only yeah. leave their homes for, a stri- for strictly limited reasons and gives the police pass to enforce the rules. The furlough scheme introduced by Rishi Sunak is broadly welcomed as an important intervention to protect jobs during lockdown. Mm-hmm. March 24th, 1,274 deaths, 262 daily deaths, 3... Wait, has that gone, oh, has it gone up? 2,379 daily cases. <coughs> Apparently, I'm one of them. March 24th, millions of antibody tests, but no timetable. Matt Hancock announces the government has bought 3.5 million antibody tests, which can determine if someone has had the virus. <laughs> he repeats that general testing will be ramped up, but with no time frame for deployment, number of tests performed, 6,491. March 25th, 1,610 total deaths, 336 daily, 2,694 daily cases. Mm -hmm. Johnson says the UK is aiming for 250,000 tests a day. They're going up from 5,000 to 10,000 per day to 25,000, hopefully very soon, up to 250,000 a day. Number of tests performed, (laughs) 6.5,000. Right. He's not even getting nearly there. Uh, As the same day... UK coronavirus home testing to be made available to millions, or maybe not. Earlier that day, Professor Professor Sharon Peacock, the director of the National Infection Service at PHE, Public Health England, says mass antibody testing in the UK will be possible within days. The government later takes a more cautious line, saying the tests will not be available so quickly. March 27th, 2,482 total deaths, 463 daily deaths, 3,187 daily cases. Dramatic increase planned, but no timetable. Michael Gove announces that a new alliance of businesses, research institutes and universities will boost antigen testing capacity, which checks if someone has the virus. 
for frontline workers. He says hundreds of people will receive the test over the weekend and that there will be a dramatic increase in the in testing in the following week. March 31st, 5,119 total deaths, 827 daily, 4,515 daily cases, testing hampered by chemical shortage. Gove says the availability of certain chemicals is limiting the ability to rapidly increase testing capacity. Number of tests performed, 8.2 thousand. <laughs> April 1st. The day April when they now. should have said, lol, we were all joking about this entire thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll go do it promptly now. April 1st, 6,039 total deaths, 920 daily, 4,949 daily cases. Ministers admit only 0.4% of NHS staff have been tested. Testing passes 10,000 a day for the first time since the start of the crisis. Hancock sets a new government target of 100,000 tests a day by the end of April, including both antibody and antigen tests. He says the UK wants to buy 17.5 million antibody tests, subject to them working, and the early tests had been poor. None of the 3.5 million tests bought by the government and... Ah, this is good. (coughs) He says the UK wants to buy 17.5 million antibody tests, subject to them working... And the early tests had been poor. None of the 3.5 million tests bought by the government and announced on 24th of March have been found to work so far. What a waste of time, money, and just everything. Yep, number of tests performed 10.2 thousand. Uh, <clears throat> April 2nd, 7,044 total deaths, 1,005 daily, 4,862 daily cases. Government sets new target and admits 3.5 million antibody tests don't work. (laughs) 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 It's just so great. (sighs) Hancock sets a new government target of 100,000 tests a day by the end of April, including both antibody and antigen. So antibody is when it tells you if you've had the virus at any point. Antigen tells you if you currently have it. Uh, he yep. says the UK wants to buy 17.5 million antibody tests. So that means at 17.5 million tests, they'll tell you if you've ever had it. Subject to them working and that... Wait, hang on. That's... Okay. That's the same thing as before. Basically, they've just spent a bunch of money for nothing. Uh, April 3rd, 8,099 do- uh, total deaths, 1,055... Daily, 4,887 daily cases. Uh, confusion over testing addressed. Hancock tells broadcasters that the Prime Minister's 25th March commitment to get 250,000 tests a day still stands, but that he wanted to put a very clear timeline on the goal to get 100,000 by the end of the month. He says it is frustrating that the first antibody tests have not worked. The Prime Minister's spokesman is forced to clarify that the 100,000 target is for England only. The death of two young nurses is reported in the media. April 13th, 21,012 total deaths. So, we've been in this lockdown for not even a month at this point, and already they fucked up their good death mm-hmm. result. Mm-hmm. 1,226 daily deaths, 
4,173 daily cases. Rob says plan is working as the UK hits 20,000 deaths. What? <laughs> Hang on. What's so, the Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab says the country is starting to win the struggle, but it is not over. It is not past the peak amid concerns over a shortage of PPE supplies in parts of the UK. He says we understand the importance of getting PPE on the front line, and at the bank holiday weekend, over 16 million items were delivered. So basically, right, what's happened is it's gone. So, so, they're saying, oh, no, but it's just so mad. So, I think this is at the point of when Boris had tested positive. Yeah, by the way, Boris Johnson tested positive for the virus after he shook hands with a bunch of patients. Um, yeah. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> I think he's actually the first world leader to test positive as well. Wow. Um, That's ironic. <coughs> yeah. Uh, so Dominic Raab, on the day that the UK has passed 20,000 deaths, he said that mm -hmm. the plan is working, even though they've just passed the deaths that they don't want to pass. Yeah. Well, there is a good Interesting. Outcome. So, April 17th, 26,121 total deaths, 1,266 daily. 4,945 daily cases. NHS staff told to wear aprons as protective gowns run out. Doctors and nurses are asked to work without protective full-length gowns when treating patients with COVID as hospitals come within hours of running out of supplies. <coughs> there's like, there's literal pictures of them wearing bin bags. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that. Because the government ordered Jesus several... Christ. Yeah, no, the government ordered several millions of, like, garments that just, like, weren't adequate. Mm -hmm. Uh, April 27th, 36,480 total deaths, 865 daily, 4,703 daily cases. Prime Minister says the UK is beginning to turn the tide on coronavirus. Uh. Johnson makes his first speech after recovering from the virus following a period in hospital, including four days in intense care he's i'm pretty sure he actually needed one of those ventilators are they when they like breathes for you uh one of the things that breathes uh, for you he needed yeah. one of them um, he says the country has made progress referring to fewer hospital admissions fewer COVID patients in intensive care and real signs now we are passing through the peak he also comments that the country is still facing a moment of significant national risk despite having begun together to wrestle the virus to the floor and warns businesses that he will not end lockdown prematurely. May. Before we start May, May. we're going to have a very, very quick break. So we'll see you back in a second. And we are back. Uh, all I've got to say is apologies for that little intervention. Um, I mean, well... Whoever's listening to this, <laughs> the intervention was less than a second, but uh, in real life, that was a fair 10, 15 minutes, maybe. Yeah, probably, actually. Uh, I'm not going to explain what happened. I just had to fill up my water and sort out something. Uh, I'm going to do the rest of May, and then we're going to end off for this part. We are going to do multiple parts for this. don't know how many parts, but yeah. we're going to do at least two, probably, uh, because yeah. it is... 
10 to 1 a.m. right now, pretty much. So, yeah. uh, probably going to do the rest of May, or the whole of May, I should say, and then end it for now. So, May 10th, 45,001. They've literally doubled the amount of deaths. 20,000 deaths are a good result, and they've doubled it. Okay, uh, all I can do is apologise for that. Um, during this podcast, during that little intervention that we had before, uh, I was downloading FIFA, and then uh, I forgot to pause the download, so the process on my PC got slightly fucked. And uh, Taylor's power has decided to cut out, which obviously not in even our control. So we're going to end this part of this episode of the podcast here. We are currently on the start of May. So we will pick it back up um, in the next part, which I can't say when it will be. uh, But we'll pick it up in the next part of this episode of the podcast. So this has been Sipcast Season 2, Episode 1, Part 1. See you all in Part 2. All I can do is just apologise for... Uh, these little mishaps obviously there's we're not recording in a studio or anything can't really afford a studio so recording from home and uh, there's a lot of stuff that we can't control like power cuts and processors to be fair i probably can't control the processor overloading just by not downloading fifa during it but you get what i mean we can't really control some of this stuff so uh, we'll just have to pick up in the part two which will hopefully be very soon other than that this has been charlie and Taylor, who's now unfortunately gone. (laughs) Yeah, see you uh, in part two. Goodbye.